DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with Madonna House Publications, present Season of Mercy, Lent and Easter, with Servant of God, Catherine DeHuick Doherty. Repentance and Forgiveness Repentance is a powerful word. We should use it not only in Lent, but constantly. Because daily we commit acts, say words, have inward movements that we are sorry for and wish we had not said or done and in some way wish to atone for. That is good. It is also good to know that sin is not the immediate cause of this or that calamity. Sometimes God sends us sorrow, trials, sadness, so that we repent, do penance, and turn our face to him. At times, it is very hard to understand that those calamities and tragedies can make us understand the love of God and His tenderness and mercy shine with a new shine, better than ever. Let us be reassured and let us open ourselves to whatever God sends us. A supposed calamity changes into a benediction, into something we could offer to God. Let us look at things that way. It takes faith but you pray for faith. Let us be listeners of Christ's voice and realize that what seems to us a tragedy is but a message, full and pressed down of his love. Pain and suffering can lead to repentance and unite us again with Christ, especially if we have lost him temporarily. Sin is turning my back on God. I walk away from God into a deadly place a godless place, in which I look at mirrors, and in every mirror I see myself. Sin is the adoration of self, in a manner of speaking, instead of God. The Eastern Church pray, Turn not away thy face from thy servant, for I am afflicted. Hear me speedily. Attend to my soul and deliver me. Listen, and you will understand the starting point of Lent the mysterious mixture of despair and hope, of darkness and light. I stand before God, before the glory and the beauty of his kingdom. I realize that I belong to it, that I have no other home, no other joy, no other goal. I also realize that I am exiled from it in the darkness and sadness of sin. For I am afflicted, Lord. Only God can help in that affliction. Only he can attend to my soul. Repentance is, above everything else, a desperate call for that divine help. Many are seeking, but what are they seeking? When somebody asked Christ, where do you live? He answered, come and see. But we are all frightened when we get to know a little bit about Christ because we realize that following him leads to crucifixion. Yet no one has understood that the moment you agree to be crucified on the other side of the cross. You do not feel any pain, and you are filled with joy. You must face one thing. We cannot learn about God without immediately integrating what we learn into our life. It is not enough to say, I'm going to change. No, it must be now, this very minute. 
What we learn about God has to be integrated into our life now and thoroughly. God is a very strange God. He calls you, come higher, friend. And between where you are and where he is at that moment, there are, let us say, a thousand miles. Yet he says, come. And then he vanishes. You wail. I don't know if I'm on the right road. I don't know if I should turn right or left. God says, if you moved in security, you would not believe in me because it would be your security, not mine. What is the security of this man? Three nails, that is all. Would you like to accept those nails? We do not want to accept those nails. It's as simple as that. Yet we resist and argue in order to escape. The more I argue, the less I have to face. But the more silent I am in my heart, the more I accept. We read beautiful things, but unless we integrate them into our lives, we do not change. We consider Lent a journey, a pilgrimage to something very stupendous. Lent comes to us, not only as a season of penance, but as a season of repentance. And repentance is forgiveness also, because usually sins are interpersonal in the community of Christians. I realize that I have offended my brother, and I am repenting of this. Examining myself about the evil that other people have done to me, I turn my face to God, and I see how he forgives me every minute of the day. Through this journey, this pilgrimage, toward the light of Easter, that renews us. I suddenly realize that because I have been given forgiveness, I have tasted forgiveness, have bathed in forgiveness, experienced its warmth and its gentleness and its love so often There is no problem for me to forgive the other. That, to my mind, is repentance. I sorrow that I have not looked enough at Christ's forgiveness and love, and so as to ask forgiveness of my brethren, and to forgive all of them. The greatest penance that one can do is to really allow oneself to be cleared of hatred, and enter into the land of forgiveness. To forgive is literally to annihilate oneself. When I offer my forgiveness to another, nothing must remain in my heart, not a shadow, not a speck of sand that remains inimical to the one I forgive. It is totality of forgiveness or none at all. To make a totality of forgiveness, I surely must prepare myself by fasting, prayer, and penance. I am a sinner who has been saved, but the sin is with me. The shadows of sin are all over me, and I must exercise them. And the greatest tool of exorcism are fasting, penance, and prayer. God has given us these three tools so that we might make ourselves clean inwardly. Forgiveness must come from the very belly button of our soul. It cannot be superficial. It cannot be just emotional. 
It means to forgive in such totality that, in a sense, whatever has been done to you does not exist, even in your mind. Somewhere in our hearts, there are always dead ends of human relations, something forgotten, something we have put away on the shelf or in the cavern of our soul. It may not show all the time, but it does come forth. All those dead ends have to be swept away into the lap of the Lord or at his feet. We cannot enter radiantly into Lent unless we have forgiven. Christ expects of us a peaceful approach to the other, no matter how hurtful that other has been, an approach like his own. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. I remember when the communists shot a priest in Russia. An old man with a thin, reedy voice said, Father, forgive them, even if they do know what they do. I understood then what total forgiveness could be. We can only understand forgiveness through Christ forgiving us. Christ who forgave his enemies while he lived and telling us to forgive 70 times 7. The greatest thing I can do for anybody is to pray for them and really mean it. If I just say, Lord, I have forgiven her, please look after her, that is not enough. The person has to be in my heart, in my mind, for a little while. Then I hand him or her over to God, clad in the white garment of my forgiveness. I forget them in the sense that I have forgiven them, but I remember them in the uniqueness of their person. Now they are just as they were before. It can be done. I think such love can do what is almost impossible. You've been listening to an excerpt from Servant of God, Catherine DeHuick Doherty's Season of Mercy, Lent and Easter. This is a production of Discerning Hearts in cooperation with Madonna House Publications. For more episodes in this series, visit discerninghearts.com or you can find it in our free Discerning Hearts app or on many streaming platforms. Discerning Hearts is a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to evangelization and spiritual formation through the use of new media. To learn how you can support our mission, visit discerninghearts.com.